Welcome to the Stoic Sage. In this podcast, we are dedicated to using past knowledge tested by time to empower people of today. This podcast series includes discussions around modern challenges utilizing wisdom from nearly 2,000 years ago with the goal of bringing about how to think rather than what to think. Welcome to the journey to sagehood. It is a man's natural sickness to believe that he possesses the truth. Blasey Pascal The Stoics were very much ahead of their time. I think we can all agree with that, right? The ancient philosophers in general were among the pioneers of critical thought. Much of their writings are so universal, it's almost like they're fortune-telling. But let's not hold them on a pedestal. The Stoics were actually very against praising them in general in that way. Why would they even appreciate it today? As modern Stoics, we learn from them, but we apply and update the teachings to today's standard. At least that's what we should be doing as modern Stoics. We must be innovators in our own domain, in the domain of philosophy. The reason I bring this up is because there's a passage by Marcus Aurelius that says, look to the history books and there you will find humanity's future. This is to say that history repeats itself. And he's not entirely wrong. Humans in general, you can look at it through development, right? Going through the same type of development as we mature into adults. Majority of the time, all humans go through through specific stages of development. However, there has been a recent comparison that I've seen online recently, which is comparing the fall of Rome to modern-day nations falling. And this is as a whole. So, as I get into the topic, I will try to avoid any one nation specifically, since it is a comparison of overall nations. And I want to compare that to um, the fall of Rome that people are trying to associate it with. The comparison, in its deepest meaning though, represents great nations crumbling beneath them. And are we destined for that? But first things first, I want to say be courageous, my fellow Stoics. Be moderate when fear settles in with those ideas. I know that we sometimes can get existential with the amount of uh, breaking news that comes out and we feel like we can see the future or how this plays out because we are repeating history. But be courageous in moderating your fear. As modern Stoics, we have to remember the reality, that being the physics of the world that we interact with. When we understand that, We can make practical judgments on the ethics of living and utilize logic to create and maintain a good life. That being said, it is illogical to assume that history repeats itself because we're all individuals born into different times with access to different knowledge and they have each individual reactions to the modern day. It's impossible to recreate the exact same conditions as the past. However, a more appropriate statement would be then, 
to say that history rhymes. Why? Well, because tactics can be used in a similar fashion, propaganda can be reused, but its underlying purpose may be different and its outcomes also may be different. But can it really be the same? It's more logical to say that we understand the history and taking the steps in those directions can indeed lead down a path that resembles the past, but it will not be the same. Along with that, we as Stoics can't predict the future, nor should it concern us to feel terror for what we cannot foresee. Thus, a better approach to handling the fear when comparing it to past history is to do our due diligence today in the present moment and think rationally about what we are being told. Let's continue. The fall of Rome as an example of the impending fall of modern nations and apply logic to it. Let's think like philosophers together. A number of things caused the fall of Rome. I'll go over a few that will hopefully convince you otherwise that there is nothing to fear but just the propaganda that alters our emotional state, which we have control over. So let's kick this off with succession. In ancient Rome, Succession was done by inheritance and the creation of dynasties. After Marcus Aurelius, however, things got a little tricky. The clarity of how Rome appoints a new emperor was very, very unclear. People were, in fact, murdering one another for the throne, and the Senate allowed it. In today's world, how are successions? Obviously, there are policies in place for a reason, to prevent things like that constitutional law of the land that uphold the values of each nation to be followed to maintain peace and order. Another thing is, Rome had a weakening army. But why did they have a weakening army? What were the conditions that made it so? Well, in ancient Rome, lower class civilians couldn't become Roman citizens until they served in the Roman army. In some cases, young men were drafted. But the payoff was less than ideal. You were forced to be enlisted for up to 25 years. The pay oftentimes not being worth it. So civilians would quite literally cut off their fingers or other extremities just so they couldn't go to war. Today, most nations don't have a draft. And it is limited to a number of years. In obviously some cases, it's very different amongst other nations. But the difference is there uh, with the opportunity to develop in the military and be paid handsomely if you seek the opportunity. For the most part, the government offers programs as well that help veterans purchase homes and so on and so on. The benefits to support one's nation are greater than they once were. Equal opportunity back then also did not exist in ancient Rome, causing civilians to grow animosity towards their own nation because in many cases once you were born to be a in yeah to be a farmer your children and their children were farmers a major class system that prevented anyone from attaining more in life how does that differ to modern day well we have modern uh equal opportunity a much much more than had ever existed in the past. You can move between classes. That also includes falling 
to the lowest class. Nonetheless, you move up and down the economic brackets. Not Sometimes it's not easy, but the opportunity to do so is there. That's the key difference that we have to remember. This level of opportunity created a type of pride for one's nation, keeping the values and principles intact and will continue to do so to provide for the civilian. That's how a nation remains strong within, by the pride and opportunity for growth with its citizens. Finally, I wanted to touch on loyalty. This is what made the Roman Empire such a formidable opponent to the surrounding nations, that the soldiers in the early days of the Roman Empire had such loyalty for Rome. However, what caused that loyalty to fall? Well, look back to what I just mentioned. Civilians' growing animosity and the unbeneficial army. With the numbers dwindling, those civilians not willing to fight for one's nation, much of the army had to be outsourced to mercenaries, in particular, the Germanic people. But what risk do we incur when we outsource an army that protects you? They have little to no loyalty. So Senate members, oftentimes paid uh, for assassinations to take place and mercenaries to get rid of the competition for, you guessed it, to place people on the throne or for their own benefit to get on the throne. Now, a lot of those things don't really happen today, mainly because we have laws and policies that prevent things like that from happening. You are punished for doing things like that. Treason is a very big thing. Now, some of you can see and have a slight comparison to modern day. All of that I have just mentioned. And if you're wise, you can also notice a few areas where history can seem to rhyme. But at the end of the day, they're not the same because there's no comparison. No, at least concrete comparison. Because if you look at it logically, a lot of those things aren't actually falling within those bounds of reality. We live within a different reality. We have to remember and be grateful for the structure that was created that maintains the balance of powers. We cannot see the future, but we can do our due diligence in spreading practical wisdom and logically challenging one another to ensure that we don't follow the footsteps that led to a darker path. So be courageous with our words and fight to be virtuous. Remember to be wise in our speech. Ensure we fight for justice for all. And most importantly, moderate how far we are willing to support a cause. The immediate access to knowledge is tricky in the modern day. Remember how you should think, not what you should think. This is how we will build a greater future. Thank you for listening in. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does help out the show. If you would like to check out some Sage merch or read the blog, please go to stoicsage.co. Also give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I wish you well, fellow Stoics, on the path to sagehood.